What are you in need of? Could it be that you are in need of a thing or someone and not even be aware of it? Let's talk about it. Have you ever stopped and allowed yourself the privilege to realize how unique you are, how special you are, and what an incredible gift God has presented to the world in the person called you? My name is Malvin Mitchell, and thanks for joining me today on the Moment with Malvin podcast. My entire life's passion is to help people grow in their personal, professional, and spiritual relationships. This podcast was intentionally designed to educate and to inspire and to move you, the listener, to action. Welcome back, and thank you for staying tuned. You know, as a pastor, I have an insatiable desire to have my sermons be relevant and thought-provoking, and certainly to lead the hearer to making the decision to trust Christ as their personal Savior. You know, in Christian circles and in church, we use the term, are you saved, or do you want to be saved? Not even really taking account that maybe the person that we're speaking to might not even know what that means. They may be asking the question within themselves, what do I need to be saved for? Or what do I need to be saved from? Is it the boogeyman? Is it Dracula or some other so-called scary mythical figure? I even recall going to church as a young man and and when I was younger and hearing some well-intended preacher say, turn to your neighbor on the left side and turn to your neighbor on the right side and ask them, are they saved? The problem with this is that in many ways we are putting the cart before the horse. I mean, think about this. We're expecting a person to trust, and in many cases, a God they have never heard of or met, to turn away from their current way of living without even explaining to them in the simplest way why it is even necessary. I mean, how can I win a so-called lost person to Christ when he or she does not even know that they are lost in the first place? We must learn to create a need. And those we talk to, for most of us, we have no idea how corrupt our actions and our thoughts are. We always throw this term around, or he's a good man, or she's a good woman. But we're really corrupt in ourselves. And you may be saying, how? Well, let me prove this. How many times have we seen a drug dealer or some organized crime figure, which has made his fortune by exploiting his own race of people, and then on a holiday They will give out toys or food and the people will utter, he is a good man, no longer taking into account how they help destroy the community that they live in. You see, just turning to your neighbor on the left and the right and asking, are you saved, brings about what I call lazy evangelism. You see, first of all, for those who are in leadership in the church, we must train and teach our people by example on how to communicate the gospel. If the gospel message is not clearly presented, then how can people make a decision to be saved or how can they even be saved to begin with? You see, we have to learn to communicate this gospel message and do it with clarity and conviction. It can't be an afterthought, but rather it is the bedrock and the foundation of our message and our faith. Our personal stories and testimonies, they are wonderful, but they should and need to be a segue to the presentation of the gospel. You see, mankind has this habit of thinking that we can help ourselves. We have an easier time believing that through our own efforts, we can save ourselves, but strip that away and present that God has a standard, a criteria that all of humanity and mankind has fallen short of. And because we didn't and cannot meet his standard, 
we'll be, we will be eternally judged and damned. Unless we have complete trust in his remedy for our falling short of his criteria, and that is in the person of Jesus Christ. When we present it that way, we have just created a need. And so that heart that is broken, that soul that is in anguish, and the spirit that is primed and ready for regeneration is yearning to have that need fulfilled and met. Family, this message of the gospel is not to be trifled with. We are not to spread it occasionally when we feel like it, for we know that our feelings are fickle. They change every day. But rather, we are to look for the many opportunities that we are given each day. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 states, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Many, many people are looking for a way out of the circle of misery that Satan has and his imps have them in. We create a need by living faithful to the scriptures and remain loyal to Jesus. When others see that all hell is breaking out against us in our lives and we keep trusting God, then they become curious. When storms arise in our lives and we experience disappointment and we handle it well, they'll be checking our lives out and they'll begin to be, they'll begin to be what I consider or what I call biblical curious. Once again, the need is created. Remember this. Some of the best sermons are those that no words have been uttered, but have been preached by heart and life wholly committed to Jesus. Remember, create the need.